and the horror of the event described as the cross in the scripture. Jesus finished what he had come to do. His ministry was all about this moment there at Calvary. In John chapter 19, verse 30, we find Jesus' response as his ministry is completed. Verse 30 tells us when he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This morning, I hope that you leave this place understanding the victory that Jesus won for you at the cross. You see, Jesus' journey to the cross was for you and me. During this Passion Week, as we move toward Easter, we should all take a moment and stop and truly remember what it is that Jesus has done for us. And we've been reading through these final words of the, the book of John over the past several weeks. We, we looked at the injustice of Jesus' arrest, being betrayed by a close friend being tried before an illegally convened court. And when they could not fulfill the sentence of death that they wanted to pronounce, they they took Jesus before a corrupt Roman official that they believed they could manipulate into doing what they wanted done. And Pilate did finally acquiesce. Washing his hands, saying, take him away. Jesus was forced to walk in shame, carrying the instrument of his own execution, until, because of the exhaustion brought on by the beating that he had received, he fell to the ground and someone was brought out of the crowd to carry his cross for him. Arriving at a hill called Golgotha, the soldiers prepared Jesus for the cross, nailing his hands and his feet in such a way that Jesus would eventually die from suffocation, no longer able to lift himself up to get another breath. And Pilate had a sign nailed there at the top of the cross, the place that was normally reserved to announce the the offense of the criminal what they'd been convicted of doing, why it was that they were being executed. And on the sign that he put above Jesus, he simply had written, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The Jewish leaders wanted Pilate to change it, but he said, no, what I have written, I've written. Then in a final act of humiliation, the soldiers took what little clothes Jesus had left. As was the custom of the day, they began to divide them among themselves, their payment for that horrible event. They realized, though, that his robe was was of a fairly expensive material, and they didn't want to rip it up. 
And so they gambled to see who would win it. In fact, fulfilling a prophecy found in Psalm 22. And there in the crowd that day was Jesus' mother, Mary. Watching her child that she had born being killed in this grotesque and brutal way. Jesus, in the midst of his own agony, he calls out to one of his disciples, probably John, asks him to take care of her. As this horrible day comes to its conclusion, Jesus finally asks for something to drink. And John records the soldiers found a sponge and soaked it in some vinegar they found close by and they put it on the stock of a, of a hyssop branch and, and held it up for, for Jesus to drink. Notice the minutia of detail that John puts here. This is not something that somebody would make up. They were just writing some mythological account of the cross. These are the words of an eyewitness, somebody who was there. And Each one of the events as they occurred were burned into John's brain. And so he tells these facts that could only be told by an eyewitness. Now scholars differ on why Jesus asked for something to drink at this particular point. After all, he had refused something to drink just before the cross began as the custom was to offer the one to be executed. But now Jesus asked for something to be brought to him, and and scholars differ on on why. But, But the most likely reason was that by this point in the crucifixion, Jesus had lost much of his own precious blood. Likely his body was beginning to shut down. His throat was beginning to become dry. His his mouth was not able to speak with, with any volume. But what he was about to say. He wanted every person there to hear. So he asked for something to be brought to him so that he can wet his throat and be able to declare these words that John records there in verse 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. Jesus did this for you and me. Through the years, I've been blessed to have people who have sacrificed on my behalf. As a parent myself now, I recognize that I don't know the half of what my parents sacrificed for me along the way. To make sure that I had a good pair of corduroys to wear school, even though I was going to grow out of them in a couple of weeks anyway. When my baseball mitt got worn out, they bought me another one. I still have it. still fits. That's a good mitt. They sacrificed so I could go to college. They sacrificed so that I could go to seminary. And I know there's sacrifices they made that I'm not even aware of. There are others, people that I don't even know. I, I don't even know their names. And, and they don't know mine. And yet they sacrificed for me men and women who died on fields of battle so that I could be free this morning and stand before you and proclaim the name of Jesus freely. They sacrificed for me. Others that I don't even know their sacrifices. This, this side of heaven, I, I, I won't even 
recognize what they've done, but I think one day in heaven I will. I'll see what people have done on my behalf. But as wonderful as, as all of that is, and, and in no way would I disparage what my parents and, and the servicemen and women and others have sacrificed for me and for others, as, as great a sacrifice as all of those are, they pale in comparison to what Jesus did at the cross. If this week accomplishes nothing else, let it remind you of what Jesus has done for you. He endured the agonies of an unfair trial. He felt the whip upon his back. He felt the thorns upon his brow. He felt all the agonies of the cross for one reason, so that you and I could have forgiveness and everlasting life. Every step he took up Calvary, every nail he felt, every agony that he faced was so that one day those of us that who receive him as our Savior and Lord could stand with him in paradise. Jesus did that for us. Never forget it. Never forget it. So this morning... We partake in some, some symbols of our Savior's sacrifice to help us remember what Jesus did for us. So today I would invite you to take the elements that you have there on the very top. You'll find a piece of cellophane that is there. Those of you watching us online, feel free to take what you have there at home. Those of you here, just peel that top back, you'll find the bread, and if you'll take that this morning. The bread is a symbol that it took nothing less than Jesus' body, broken, pierced on our behalf. It took nothing less that we might have forgiveness and everlasting life in Him. As we partake in this representation of our Savior's body, let it remind us to give thanks for Jesus' sacrifice. Would you join me in this remembrance of our Savior's sacrifice? Jesus finished what needed to be done. And with these three simple and yet profound words, it is finished. Jesus signaled an extraordinary truth. He did not die with a cry or a moan, but with a voice of victory. John records the words of Christ. And another fact that only an eyewitness would have seen, only someone close enough to have actually witnessed that horrible day. That in that final moment, Jesus bowed His head and gave up His spirit. You see, Jesus' life was not taken from Him. The Roman soldiers did not kill Him. The sentence of Pilate 
did not kill him. The angry mob did not kill him. The religious leaders did not kill him. Jesus gave his life for us. The quote is actually from Psalm 31, verse 5. In fact, you'll find several quotes throughout the Psalms that are mirrored in the events of the cross. But, but this one is found in, in Psalm 31, 5, where it says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. That was a prayer that was very familiar to uh, the Jewish people. It was, it was a very common thing before they would lay down to go to sleep. To say this is the last thing of the day. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Now the idea was that, that as they would, would slip into sleep and, and, and would be unconscious to the events of, of the world around them, they need not fear. Because God was with them. And it was a prayer for God to take care of them while they slept. Some scholars have, have thought perhaps John heard Jesus say this. You know, as they would travel down the road and, and they would come to a spot and it would be growing dark and they would bed down for the night. Perhaps John heard Jesus say these words. As would have been a familiar custom of the day. But now he hears them in a very different circumstance. As Jesus commits his spirit to his Father. John's words also echo the prophecy found in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 12. It's a passage that describes what Isaiah calls the suffering servant. And in this particular passage, he describes how his soul is handed over in death. You see, the cross was no accident. It was no random event of history. The cross was a part of God's plan from the very beginning. From the time that Adam and Eve rebelled against him in the garden. God already had the plan for the answer. The way that we could receive his forgiveness. The way that we could know everlasting life. And now the work was done. It was finished. The prophecies were fulfilled. The ministries were completed. The Father's will was done. The wages of sin were paid in full. Jesus left nothing undone. The cross paid it all. I used to work with a college group in, uh, when I was uh, serving in a church in Fort Worth, Texas. And after church every Sunday night, we'd take a group of college students out to dinner. And, and the restaurants would never want to give us separate checks. Imagine the wait staff not wanting to write 15 or 20 different checks for, for that meal. They'd want it all on the same check. And, and since I was the leader, it was my job at the end of the meal when everybody was getting ready to go to figure out what everybody owed. But every week the same thing happened. Everyone would, would give me the money for, for their meal and, and I would have figured out exactly what it was supposed to cost. But, but as, as I added all that up together, it was always short. <laughs> so I always got stuck paying for whatever was left. And it wasn't cheap sometimes. Some weeks I, I really had to scramble to come up with enough money. Years later, I finally found out what was happening. When one day I was at a restaurant, I looked at the very bottom of the check. There were in little small letters. It said 15% gratuity added for parties of more than 10. 
Now, once I figured out what a gratuity was, <laughs> I realized what had been happening back there with that college group. Is the reason why they didn't want to write all those separate he- checks is because if they could put them all on one check, they could add 15% for their tip. Now, that, that wasn't bad. We wanted to tip them. They, they were good weight staff, but we'd already left a tip on the table. <laughs> I mean, they were good weight staff, but 30% tip was a little excessive. But they weren't letting me out of the door till that bill was paid. So I paid it. Actually, I usually borrowed money from Marcia because I was usually short. <laughs> and she married me anyway. Before leaving the restaurant, somebody had to pay the bill. That's important, especially if you ever plan to eat there again or don't want to spend the night in jail. When Jesus went to the cross... We owed a debt we could not pay. We pooled all of our resources, and as much as we could find came up woefully short of what was owed. No matter how hard we tried, we couldn't pay our debt. Then Jesus paid our debt in full. We no longer carry the guilt and shame of our sin because He carried it to the cross. We can walk through the gates of heaven one day because Jesus walked up the trail leading to Calvary. So this week, remember. And rejoice that it is finished. The other element that helps us to remember is the cup. It's a visual reminder, a physical reminder, that it took nothing less than the precious blood of Jesus Christ shed there on the cross. Nothing else would pay our debt. Nothing else would cover our sin. Nothing else would wash away our shame and guilt. And so Jesus paid it all. So today I invite you to take the cup. And as we partake together, to remember our Savior's sacrifice. Would you join me in this remembrance of our Savior's This morning, as we remember the cross, as we commemorate the sacrifice of Christ through the elements of the Lord's Supper, maybe for the first time, you've recognized something you never realized before. You've heard the story of the cross, you've heard the story of Easter. Maybe that's why you're here this morning, because a family member invited you, or you wanted to be a part of an experience of the Passion Week. You know there's something special about these days, and so you wanted to come for a Palm Sunday service, and we're glad you're here. But somehow as you've heard about the cross this morning, suddenly it was no longer just a story. It was no longer just historical facts. Suddenly you've realized, wait a minute, Jesus went to the cross for me. And that is exactly the news we want to share with you this morning. 
that Jesus Christ went to the cross for your sins too. That through His death, He paid your debt in full. And next week we're going to celebrate His resurrection because we know this isn't the end of the story. Three days later, He rose from the grave. And because He lives, we can live. Not just right now, but forever in eternity with Him. Because of what He has done for us on the cross. And, and, and perhaps for the very first time, you're realizing, that's exactly what I need. Well, we want to help you to understand what the Bible says. The profound simplicity of this wonderful gift that all we must do is by faith receive. And you may be wondering, well, how do I do that? Well, well, we want to help you this morning. Now, ordinarily, we'd invite you to come to the front of the auditorium. We'd sit down with you and share with you from the Bible what... All these wonderful truths mean for you and how you personally can accept the gift of Jesus Christ into your life. We can't do that personally right now because of the virus, but we do have a way for you to do that today. If you're here with us this morning, there in the pew rack before you, there's a white card. It says connection card at the top of it. Just pull one of those cards out. Give us some contact information. And there's a place there where you can check. I want to follow Jesus. Or you can just write it on the card. I want to know more about following Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And then as you leave this morning, just drop it in one of the baskets you'll see at the exit doors. We'll be in touch with you to talk with you about how you can know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord too. If you're watching us online, there's a way that you can do this as well. We have a digital form of that very same connection card. It's found at the link nationalheights.org backslash hello. Now that link is there on Facebook for you. It's also on our webpage if you're, if you're watching us there. Just follow that link. You'll See a place there where you can give us some contact information. And again, just indicate, hey, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to follow Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And we'll be in touch with you very shortly to let you know how you can know the Savior in your life today. Maybe there's some other way that God is speaking to your heart this morning. Maybe you already know the Lord is, as your Savior, but you're, you're looking for a church home, a place where you can unite with some other believers. And we would be thrilled to welcome you into the fellowship here at, at National Heights. Uh, again, you can check that box there on the connection card or on the digital form, and we'll get that information to you about how you can be a part of what God's doing here at our church. Maybe there's some other way that God is leading you this morning. Perhaps you have a prayer request, something that's really burdening your heart. You'd really appreciate some fellow believers praying with you. Uh, there's a place on the reverse side of the physical card here at the very bottom of the digital form where you can indicate what your request is, and we would be honored to be praying with you in the week to come. Whatever it is, in whatever way Jesus is speaking to your heart today, in whatever way the cross has moved you this morning, you listen. Responding to God's call in your life today as we sing together.